Joshua chapter 9. Before we get into this verse, I want to go back to Deuteronomy chapter 7 and share some truths out of that chapter with you. As we know, the Old Testament is a picture book of the New Testament. The New Testament, we live under grace, but that doesn't mean that we can have license to live our life any way we want to and enjoy it. I believe that once you're saved, you're always saved. I believe the Holy Spirit is the earnest of our inheritance. That's the first thing God gives us, but there's much more to come. I believe that Joshua is a picture of crossing over the Jordan, being saved, and entering into the promised land. I believe that we as believers live by the promises of God. We go from victory, not to victory. But we have to be obedient. Just because of God's mercy doesn't mean we can throw away the rules. And number one, He wants us to let Him control our life. His will is that we all be controlled by the Holy Spirit. If we choose to be a believer and live our own life on our own, there are consequences. And I would like to take us back to Deuteronomy chapter 7, because this chapter contains the instructions that God gave the Israelites for when they arrived in the land, which is where they are now. And he said, when the Lord will bring you into the land that he promised you, and you cast out the nations before you, and they list all the nations, when the Lord your God shall deliver them before you, and you will smite them and destroy them, and make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. That's chapter 2, Deuteronomy 7. You see, these were their instructions. And I still think about Achan and how they killed Achan and all of his family and all of his possessions. And they burned Jericho and they burned Ai and they just, they totally destroyed everything. It wasn't that they were vicious, greedy people. They were being obedient to what God told them here. And in verse 3, he said, don't marry any of them. Uh, don't give your daughters unto their sons. Well, they'll turn away from following you and serve other gods. I've seen that happen so many times when when a, a Christian girl will marry a non-Christian boy. They think they can change them and they'll come to know the Lord. And it always tears them down. It's a very unhealthy deal. And then it says, uh, they'll turn away you from following me. That's what happens. Then in verse 5, it says, But you shall deal with them, destroy their altars, and break down their images, the enemies of God he's talking about. For, they, for you are a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a special people unto him above all people that are upon the face of the earth. God chose the nation of Israel to bear his son, and they're still his chosen people. And that's why he gave the land of Israel to his people. That's the only plot of ground in the whole earth that God himself gave to people. And then it says in verse 7, The Lord didn't set his love on you or choose you because you were more in number 
because you were the fewest of all people, the Jewish people, even today in Israel. It's such a small country. But because the Lord loved you, and he would keep the oath which he swore unto your fathers, Abraham, has the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondage from the Pharaoh in Egypt? Know, therefore, that the Lord thy God, he is God. And we must remember that in our time of trouble. Just this morning on the news, I see where demonstrations are beginning to happen in cities across America. People are tired of being locked in, and they've they've come out to fight for their rights. But what we need to do is know that God is in control. The faithful God, it says here in Deuteronomy, that keeps his covenant and mercy with those that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. I heard Mayor Como say, I may have mentioned this in my last episode, God did not help us in New York. I dare him to say that. God is still in control, and you and I must never forget that. It says he repays them that hate him. He repays them. Those that hate him. In verse 11, you shall therefore keep the commandments, the statutes and the judgments which I command you this day. What are his commandments to us today? Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. God's will is to control us. His purpose is to conform us. And that's to change us. I always go back to remember when Jesus lived on earth, he didn't have it so good. He suffered daily. And if we're to be conformed to the image, life can't be just always roses for us. We have to have some hard times to force us to trust him. And I don't believe God brought this virus that we're dealing with, but I believe God will use it mightily in all of our lives. And then in verse 12 of Deuteronomy, he said, It will come to pass, if you hearken unto these judgments and keep them, the Lord will keep you unto the covenant and the mercy which he swore to your fathers. God is willing to do what he said he would do, but it's up to us to let him. He'll love you and bless you and multiply you. He will bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your land, your corn, your wine, your oil, increase of your flocks. And then verse 14, you'll be blessed above all people. There shall not be male or female barren among you or among your cattle. The Lord will take away all sickness, put none of these diseases of Egypt which you have known upon you. And you shall consume all the people which the Lord God has delivered unto you. He's talking about the Israelites in Joshua, where we're studying. I've given you those people. You'll take them. Listen to this in Deuteronomy 7, 16. Your eye will have no pity on them. Neither shall you serve their gods, for they will be a snare unto you. If you say in your heart, these nations are more than I, how can I dispose them? Then you then shall not be afraid, thou shalt not be afraid, but will remember what the Lord thy God did unto Pharaoh. 
If you think you're not capable, remember what God has done for you. The great temptations that your eyes saw, the signs and wonders and mighty hands and the stretched out arm, whereby the Lord thy God brought you out, so shall the Lord do unto all the people of whom you are afraid. Remember what he's done for you. You know, if we look back in our past and see how good God's been to us, it'll give us faith to believe that he'll continue to be good to us. And then in verse 20 in Deuteronomy, the Lord will send the hornets upon them. (laughs) You will not be afraid of them. The Lord is among you, a mighty God and terrible. The Lord thy God will put out nations before you little by little. And that's what we see happening in Joshua. Thou may not consume them at once, lest the beasts of the field increase. You're not going to kill all your enemies at one time. You're going to fight, have to fight all of them. Verse 23 of Deuteronomy. The Lord thy God will deliver them unto you and destroy them with a mighty destruction. And he will deliver thy kings into thy hands. And that's what we're going to see in, in Joshua chapter 9. He'll destroy thy name from under heaven. There will be no man able to stand before thee. And you have until you have destroyed them. The graven images of their gods you will burn with fire, and that's what they did. You will not desire the silver or gold that is on them, nor take it unto thee, lest it be a snare. It's abomination to the Lord. Neither shall you bring an abomination into your house, lest it be a cursed thing. Utterly detest it and utterly abhor it for it is a commandment. These people in Joshua are doing what God told them to do in Deuteronomy chapter 7. We won't have time to finish chapter 7 because I'm determined to keep these podcasts to close to 15 minutes. But let's introduce ourselves to it. It came to pass, Deuteronomy, uh, Joshua 7, When all the kings, remember, I'll bring all the kings to you. When all the kings which were on this side of Jordan, the western side of Jordan, they've already crossed over it. In the hills and the valleys and at the coast, over against Lebanon, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Parasite, the Hivite, the Jebusite, those were all the enemies of of the Israelites. And they are living in the land. But I must tell you, I failed to find where it says in Deuteronomy, but they are told, you get rid of all the people that live in the land, but the people that live outside the land, you don't harm. You leave them alone. In other words, all the people east of the the Jordan, you leave alone. So here all the kings gathered themselves together to fight Joshua and with Israel with one accord. Remember what he said in Deuteronomy? I'll bring all the kings. When the inhabitants of Gideon, Gibeon, heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and Ai, they worked mightily. Here's what they did. They lived in the land and they heard they were all going to be slaughtered. They pretended they were ambassadors. 
They took old sacks. They took old wine bottles. They took old shoes. They had old garments. All the bread of their provision was dry and moldy. They dressed themselves like they were travelers from afar. They went to Joshua in Gilgal, and they said unto the men of Israel, We have come from a far country. Now make a league with us. You see what they're doing? They're trying to deceive Joshua to save their life. And the men of Israel said, Well, if you dwell among us, how shall we make a league with you? And then they said unto Joshua, We are your servants. Who are you, and where did you come from? In verse 8, they said, We come from a far country. Thy servants are come because of the name of the Lord thy God. For we've heard the the fame of him and all that he did in Egypt. Uh Uh-huh, they're pretending to believe like the Israelites. We heard about your God, and we know the strength that he is. And he said, uh, we came, we've walked a long way. Look at our feet and our shoes and our clothes and our bread. We heard all he did to the two kings of the Amorites that were beyond the Jordan. Wherefore, our elders, verse 11, and all the inhabitants of our country spoke to us, saying, Take victuals, get your food for the journey, and go to meet them and say unto them, We are your servants. Therefore, make a league with us. We've come from a far land because we've heard about your great God, and we know you're over here fighting, and we've come to serve you. Now, you pledge to leave us alone. This our bread we took hot for our provision out of our houses on the day we came forth to go unto you, but now it is dry and moldy. And these wine bottles that we filled, now they're old. Our garments and our shoes have become old. The men took all all their victuals and asked not counsel at the mouth of the Lord. And Joshua made peace with them and made a league with them to let them live. And the princes of the congregation swear unto them. And it came to pass after the end of three days, they made a league with them. They heard that they were their neighbors and they dwelt among them. Three days later, they discovered these were deceivers. The children of Israel journeyed and came to the cities on the third day. The cities of Gibeon, and I can't pronounce the rest. And verse 18, the children of Israel smote them not, because the princes of the congregation had sworn unto them by the Lord God of Israel, and they murmured against the princes. But all the princes said unto the congregation, We have sworn unto them by the Lord God of Israel, Now, therefore, we may not touch them. Verse 19, we'll end in verse 19. And I'll just prepare you for the next lesson. It's the longest day of the year of the world. But what we see in chapter 9 is, let your word be your bond. When I was a little girl, we didn't have many lawyers because if people told you they would do something, they did it. Their word was their bond. Today, people make promises, 
to get what they want, knowing they're not going to keep them. So even if we find out we're wrong or we've been tricked, if we make a promise, we, especially as believers, need to keep it. We'll pick up next next time with verse 20. Thank you for listening. Share it with friends, and God bless you.